sake. We are back once again. Welcome to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Praddy and this is episode 24 part 16. Yeah, believe it or not, we've done 15 of these parts so far. So if you've been listening all the way from part 1, then welcome back. If you're listening or you've joined us just now, then I'll give you a brief introduction of how this particular episode has been structured. As you all know, this is a special episode, so throughout the month of January I'll be interviewing a whole load of guests who are basically fans of various clubs from across the world. and we'll get their thoughts on certain topics of their choice so essentially i've given them the liberty or the freedom rather to choose their own topics something that they're more passionate about something that they really want to get off their chest and uh, well i've had minimal to no involvement in those top in most topics so it's predominantly been them and i thought that was the best way about to go about the special episode and obviously At the end of each part, I asked my guests what their favorite moments were from 2019 as well as from the entire decade, because we are in 2020, the start of a new one. Mm. So, and it seemed only appropriate. So, obviously, now for part 16, we're going to be talking about Arsenal. Uh, I don't think that was obvious, but I'll make it obvious now. So, we're going to be talking about Arsenal. It's, I think, the second time we are actually going to be talking about the Gunners. Uh, I think we spoke about it earlier with another Arsenal fan. but uh now we're going to be focusing more on like the management and how that's kind of a, may be affecting the on field performances and to talk about this and to share his thoughts on the subject we've got lakshay to those of you who've been uh following this podcast you might have heard of him or you might have heard him talk about previous arsenal topics uh such as i think unai emery sacking and so on right. and so forth but yeah but i'll ask him to give you Uh, a small a brief intro of himself nonetheless so lakshay why don't you introduce yourself hey guys i'm lakshay and i've been an arsenal supporter for almost over a decade been following arsenal since like i don't know like 2004 or something and yeah what else do i say i mean 2004 was like peak arsenal time right i mean just right. just off the invincible uh seasons and you've had the likes of Thierry Henry and all hit top form but obviously gradually declining towards Arsenal Wenger's latter years and mm. uh, what it is right now so okay so obviously i think since you were a fan of 2000 and i don't know how much you actually remember now of the early 2000s given that it was under a different ownership at the point but mm. I mean, everyone is clear now as to who the owners are or who the owner is right now it used to be i think stan kroenke with i think ali usmanov who used to be the next highest share uh, holder in arsenal but now it's completely stan kroenke and yeah. as you agree with me he's been getting a lot of stick a lot of criticism from arsenal fans players and i mean managers won't say it but players and ex players and uh, fans especially who kind of have criticized the ownership for not backing not only yeah the managers uh, across the years and i'm say managers when it's only been like two of them arsene <laughs> and unai emery so far right. so i mean we spoke about this throughout the decade it's not been any different stan kroenke has been criticized for being an absent person he's also no i mean people know him as silent stan and i think he's lived up to the reputation for not being involved in the operations of arsenal football club <laughs> he's kind of let it run its course 
uh, I think he he's just happy that they've been so successful at least in terms of getting regular Champions League football this past decade. But I mean, do you see a slight shift or a or I mean a, a turning over a new leaf in terms of the management? Given that last year Unai Emery, you could argue, was backed more than what probably some of the uh, what Arsene Wenger was towards his latter years. With the likes of Pepe coming in, the uh, left back Kieran Tierney, and I mean, you also bought William Saliba. Maybe not for this year, but still, like for still a huge amount of money for a def- young defender. So, I, I as an Arsenal fan, do you think that Josh Kroenke, Stan Kroenke have like turned a corner slightly, or do they, or do you still feel that this was just to appease the fans and? There is, it's probably just a small corner and they'll return back to where they came from, which is the straight road. I mean, you look at this whole whole thing, like this entire club, it's just become a business, right? For, and these businessmen, they obviously want profits. They want, they want, they want cold hard money. So, um, if, if they're just going to go back to the way things, to the way things were before it's not going to lead to anything. Like, there's nothing. There, there was barely anything before now. Before And right now, after the appointment of Edu and everything else, it's it's just starting to look like maybe maybe we're, we've put, like, it's like uh, we're actually working towards in the right direction. So, hopefully, they don't go back to what they were. I mean, like, why would they like one signing, one one big signing every season, or or just one signing or two signings every season? Not looking at the future, and that's what's got got into right now. Like it's like okay, before before when Arsene Wenger was there, he might he he bought like five young players, that the, those five English players, uh, including the likes of uh, Wilshire and Kieran Gibson, everyone, and. Look at where they are right now. I mean, they weren't like successful signings. Maybe, maybe you got uh, you got to blame the recruitment team or whatever. But whatever, whatever Arsene Wenger was doing before, it turned out to be pretty successful, and that's that's one reason why I think I think Stan Kroenke and everyone had just left it upon uh, upon Arsene Wenger. But how long is a man of that stature gonna gonna keep up everything? In a football club, I mean, he needs the support. He needs everything, and and he he just wasn't getting it towards his latter his latter years, and that's when that's when the the management actually decided, like you know what, we actually need to step in and we need to take some decisions that will actually help the club to to get to bigger heights. Maybe like in the past five seasons, we haven't been able to get into into the Champions League, and that is. Horrible for for a club of our stature. It's just it's just it's just not the way the way things are supposed to go right now. But okay, so we spoke. I mean, I mentioned obviously the like. I mean, spending money, especially this summer. Uh, but I think from a more tactical point of view or a more at the board level uh, perspective, you've seen a change. Uh, I I would call it a positive change with right. I think the likes of Ivan Gazidis got uh, removed out of the club and shipped off to Italy to AC Milan 
and you have now the likes of Rouse and Lehi, Vinay uh, or something. I I, yeah. I don't know what is the Vecchio right. or whatever. And uh, you have Edu, who's now the sporting director. So, I mean, how much of an impact do you think this entire shuffle in the board will make to Arsenal's not only recruitment but even day-to-day operations uh, in the in the coming future? See, the one thing, uh, one thing I actually uh, that actually like is a positive part in this entire process is that is that these uh, the the management has actually decided to bring back the players the players who actually know the stature of the club like what it used to be and what it has become right now i mean they they themselves say that it is it hurts them to watch watch such a big club just just go down and 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 just it's just at a downfall and they don't want that they realize that and that's why that's why even they they are coming back to bring the club back to what it used to be before and that is one reason why i really like the appointment of edu who was a part of the invincibles uh, squad and he has been uh, uh, around at the club for a good part of like 3 4 years so he knows what the club is about he knows what arsene wenger used to do he knows yeah and and one good part is that uh, he is a brazilian so he can attract let's say brazilian talent towards the club that is like martinelli is one good example and i think he will prove out to be a really really good player in the future for arsenal like you can just you can just see him play right now only like too much hard work on the pitch it's it's just really really nice to watch watch someone give his heart and soul in for the club like that it is going really really nice and yeah let's see like maybe like a few more appointments here and there uh, like uh, maybe like proper like people who can actually recruit players from across the globe some some good players looking into the future like as a long term project that would just be really nice for the club no i mean definitely i think in terms of recruitment arsenal have been kind of like there's been a dearth of talent that's come into the club there's been obviously towards arsene wenger's later years um, like we keep mentioning there's been a few really major signings in the likes of alexis sanchez and mesut ozil but a part of me felt that it had to be done because i mean he couldn't just cope with those youngsters anymore he had to bring in someone of a big name and a big signing to even get the fans on board important that is important for every single club don't you think i mean like uh, like even today even today when you look at chelsea i mean yeah okay there there's up to a certain limit where all these youngsters can perform right like look at them the way they have been so inconsistent this entire season like yeah they started off the season really really well and everyone thought that they could make it through the season uh, make it through the season and like a top four finish would be really good for them i mean i still do i do think that they can make it to the top four but you can just see a slight downfall in their form and you really need like experienced players around to guide those those youngsters who are coming into the team may 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 those 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 players be playing or not playing but they should have a major influence in the dressing room 
and that is one thing that every team every club requires no i i completely agree i mean we've seen it even with the likes of i mean liverpool had before he bought the likes of virgil van dijk and alisson to be that kind of experience and i mean we see the same with manchester united right you have a lot of youngsters but the lack of a leader or an experienced player has hurt them so much so absolutely definitely. right yeah so i mean i definitely agree with that i mean and hopefully with the new board uh, or the new management right now at arsenal it only things can only improve uh, i don't think it can get any worse than what it was towards the uh, towards wenger's last years at last arsenal years, yeah, right. but uh, i mean one of the criticisms thrown at this current management setup is has been the appointment of mikel arteta or rather the time taken to appoint a successor to unai emery after sacking emery that is how, midway through the season and i want to know what your thoughts were i mean why did it take so long uh, and obviously that involved or that consequently led to a lot of ridicule from rival fans saying that look at your club i mean after all that change they can't even make a decision i mean they they planned for emery sacking or the sacking of emery was a right written on the wall for a months now but the board wasn't proactive in finding a replacement who could immediately take over you had to have a caretaker in lungberg who didn't also perform that well and then appoint take at least i think 2 to 3 weeks before they really spoke about arteta so i, I want to know i mean why was that the case and what were your thoughts during that entire process my thoughts on that is basically that yeah okay they were not they were they were unsure about the fact whether they should get in arteta at the time or what uh, and and also like okay these caretaker managers can actually prove to be very useful throughout in in just in between the season like uh, take for example um take for example everton right this season they they sacked uh, who was his name marco silva marco marco silva right they sacked him and in between for like what three games three or four games they got in duncan fletcher and and Duncan Ferguson. Just, uh, sorry, Fletcher. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Duncan Ferguson, and it just uplifted the entire team. It just uplifted the entire team before the signing of Carlo, uh, Carlo Ancelotti as their manager. It just, it just uplifted the entire team. So, so you can see that even, even, uh, even take for example, uh, Man United after they let go of. Uh, Was the last manager again? After, yeah, after, after they let go of Jose, uh, they got in Ole uh, as a caretaker manager. Obviously, they didn't appoint him right in the beginning as as a full time manager. But even that uh, even that time where he was he was the interim manager, it just uplifted the entire team because because he knew what the values were. He knew he knew everything and. and maybe that way arsenal were looking looking for that sort of stature in freddy lundberg but but i don't know it, it just wasn't the right fit maybe and it, it was just like the direction that freddy was taking or it, it would have just taken a lot of time for him without any help or without any support so even after that okay yeah so after that maybe that's one reason why they they took a little bit of time they thought that okay uh, uh, freddy might be able to 
to like uplift the entire team but since he was not away, uh, uh, he was not able to do that yeah okay um the signing of michael arteta was just the right choice after that okay so you're basically saying that they wanted to give uh, freddy as freddy. much of time yeah a little bit of time i suppose okay um uh, i'm in fair even enough in i my, guess even in my even in my previous podcast when i uh, i had said that you know what i really i really want to watch uh, freddy take over uh, take over as the manager and let's see if he can make some change or, uh, or, or like move into the right direction get the team into the right direction because he was also a part of the invincible uh, the invincible squad and you know like he also has a really good idea about how the club needs to play how uh, how the players need to be playing need to be playing on the field or what their mentality is supposed to be like and and yeah okay it would have taken a little bit of time to uh, for the for the players to understand all of that but yeah it, like the 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 appointment of mikel arteta was was just done at the right time i suppose okay uh yeah i mean i'm pretty sure there are awesome fans who would disagree but i guess that's the whole point of having these kind of talks which is basically each one has their own opinion on this uh i mean i guess it would make sense because like you mentioned ollie and all being caretaker managers and successful caretaker managers so it only seemed possible that maybe freddie well, youngberg yeah. the the good part about this uh this whole thing is that freddy still stuck around as the assistant manager and i feel like okay yeah he will be able to uh, he will be able to pass on everything that he knows or every, uh, all, all of those uh, those valuable advices to the uh, to the players and that 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 would basically help arteta like just get the players in the right direction at, uh, at a certain point now right and okay so talking about these players and them not performing last season especially even despite the appointment of freddy lungberg as a caretaker manager and you'd expect that immediate bounce back as you had with the likes of everton and manchester united and even now with watford right so watford right first of all how much of a role does the management's lack of a proactive approach or basically the failures of management over the past decade have had on on field performance is that correlated in any way or do you feel that the on pitch performances has more to do with the manager rather than any decisions made by a board because of like the getting the plays. players yeah the board plays a major part in all of this right i mean like the selling of van persie the selling of uh, alexis sanchez over these few years like that was all allowed by the board and that's why it went through I mean, yeah, okay. Even Arsene Wenger was like, "Yeah, okay, fine. What, what do I do now if the players want to leave, or, or like if the management is pressurizing me that, yeah, okay, the player wants to leave, just let him go." I mean, that there, there's up to a certain extent that even a manager can do in in these things. Like this is just boardroom. Uh, these are just boardroom decisions that that they make because there is money involved in all of this, right? And and like of course all of this plays a major part like these were the negatives like the selling of uh, alexis sanchez and robin van persie over the past few years were like the downsides of of what our uh, management did 
and the the lack of uh, the lack of that sort of attractiveness to bring players towards like or just to pull players towards the club like top, top players towards the club was just was just not there anymore and that is one reason that that is one of the major things that the management is to blame for one of the biggest things that the management is to blame for because uh they were not willing to to spend money on players they were not able to like i don't know like keep the players happy or whatever it was just not happening yeah i mean like if you recall theory only also said right that he left arsenal because there was a lack of ambition shown by i mean i by can't see by arsenal wenger by, by the, the board yeah the board. exactly right exactly yes. and that's not how it's supposed to be right i mean like it's just it's just it's just not right like if you want to become a, a club who wants to win things you really have to put in everything that you got like if you have that passion you're just going to end up winning everything but if you if you just if you just don't have that thing and you're just looking at uh, at only the money aspects or the business aspect of the club then you can barely do anything with it and no, like today yeah. today today like just giving a wild example like right? take for example manchester city like the abu dhabi sheikh just got sheikh mansoor right he just he just bought the club because he was passionate about football he ended up buying the club he ended up spending money in it and look at look at the way they're doing look at how they're doing right now they're just doing fabulous no i i i know right i mean like i know not every owner can be like is a football fan right it's only our dream that not only is the owner a football fan but that particular club's like supporter, right? supporter yeah. yeah but obviously that's not the case lot of americans have come into the sport and i mean it's it like luckily for liverpool that our american owners care a little more uh, than at least or much more than what it yeah. uh, what the arsenal uh, and united uh, owners do but i mean yeah it, it's kind of like a problem throughout to kind of get them on board and try to get the passion in the owners it's more likely that the owners have someone delegated to get to do the football side of things and you know that's where the line is drawn when it comes to how the involvement shown but um yeah i mean it, it's definitely been an issue since 2008 i think 2007 2008 for us since they let honry go it's been an issue Yeah. Ever since they let Henri go, it's been an issue. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's 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 like even as a rival, and, and we've gone through it when we had our previous owners, and we almost went into administration. It's not a fun time to be be in, uh, definitely. But I think for us, like thankfully, we fortunately we learned it quickly. We kind of learned the lessons quickly. The guys sold it. and I mean, yeah we you guys you guys also had like a rough patch for about 4 to 5 years right oh yeah Between... no we've had we've had a long rough rough patch so i mean if anything it's kind of a lesson to be learned for any other fans that exactly. kind of like be patient exactly we... and and yeah. looking at all of these things also look like taking for example liverpool only i just don't understand why why other other clubs or other teams just don't don't like take 
take Liverpool for example and just just like learn from the mistakes that they made. I mean, yeah, yeah okay, 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 fine. Like you guys had a rough, rough patch. Well, like ever since you guys lost the Champions League final, I guess ever since then. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been rough since the start In of like, the decade till probably yeah. Brendan Rodgers actually had the title uh, run, yeah. right? So, so um, like that yeah. that whole patch, that whole patch was like such a rough phase for you all, and and like starting with the management to the uh, to the manager issues that you guys were having up until the uh, uh, the appointment of Brendan Rodgers, you guys were having such a tough time, right? And and. I I just don't understand why why the the management is not able to learn from other player, other clubs mistakes and just not make the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah, I mean I spoke to a Liverpool fan in one of the earlier podcasts and I asked him why did FSG get it right as compared with I mean the Glazers and the Kronke, right? Cronkis, rather. And he said, we learned from our mistakes. FSG came in, he said, they wanted to do money ball, they wanted to play with youngsters. But they learned two to three years down the line that it cannot be possible. They need big players to come in. So when they hired Jurgen Klopp, so they hired the best manager around for, who knew, who had the same passion for football and the same, who knew that it would be a perfect fit. That was step one. Then, he, then they knew that they had to spend money, so they backed him. Got the likes of Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, Allison, Virgil van Dijk, did all of that. And, I mean, you can see the fruits being reaped right now. So, it's definitely that whole point of le- learning from your past lessons, which I don't think neither the Cronkies have done that, nor has the Glazers done that. And it's a little sad. It, it's fun. I mean, obviously, it's fun because as a Liverpool supporter, you'd, you'd like nothing but to see your team do well while the other teams don't. But... You know, from a neutral perspective, it is kind of sad when you kind of watch all of these fan channels over and over again, and it's the same repeated thing. Of okay, let's, let's just not let's just not bring yeah, up no, no, that I, no, but I'm, okay, but no, but not only fan channels, but anything on Twitter and any but any fan, they're all very kind of frustrated. So, I mean, it's a little sad. I mean, we know it is, what it, it is. It is just it is just frustration at the end of the day, right? Like. It's just it's just basic human nature. Like for example, if a kid if a kid does something wrong, even after repeatedly being told that okay, you're not supposed to do these things, the parent obviously gets involved. The parents obviously get irritated and they just get frustrated over the kid, right? The same thing. The same thing with. With clubs also like they've got such a massive fan following, and they also know that they have. A massive responsibility in their hands, and supposed to learn from the mistakes they've made, right? Like, yeah. Just, just take a simple example. After, after they let Van Persie go, club wasn't doing so well. They were like, okay, uh, second, third, fourth, 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 and after that, they just started, started with their downfall. No Champions League for like the past three years now, and probably this season also. With the likes, uh, with the looks of it, we probably won't be able to make Champions League this season as well. But realistically speaking, but like after they let Robin Van Persie go, and he went on to win what two two uh two Premier League titles. I think yeah, me two or one, one, one or two. Yeah, one, yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, he ended up winning a Premier League title over there. 
they just made the same mistake all over again with with uh, with Sanchez. I mean, why would you do something like that? Yeah, okay, fine. Like Sanchez wasn't able to perform so well over there, but it was just it was just a mistake, right? Why why would you let your best player go to the to a rival club? Yeah, I mean, with but Sanchez, you really never knew that he was going to flop there. He had done so well for Arsenal I that mean, you'd expect him to like, do well. Yeah, that that is that is just normal, right? Like you buy a player if you if you're buying a player who's in good form, you would obviously expect him to do well for your club. It's yeah. just it's just like unfortunate about what happened over there. No, but I mean, like in terms of like the management, they really haven't really pushed. Wenger or the board to go uh, to I mean not the board the managers and the players to go beyond that fourth or second spot and attempt to win and maybe that's also from their point and only from their point very wrong because they haven't backed the managers so they're okay with getting constant fourth because that means Champions League money is coming in so uh, let me let me ask you this right what was your favorite moment or what were your favorite moments from 2019 in 2019 yeah i mean like just getting into the final of that europa league i mean that semi final was like the best the best thing that could ever happen like we never expected what would like what would happen in the final would actually happen but it did but yeah the semi final was one of the the tightest games and and one of our biggest wins of the of the season and I really like that a lot and your not so favorite moment from 2019 mm. uh, the Liverpool defeat okay I, you surprised you, I mean, no, I'm surprised you didn't say the Europa League final I mean yeah okay even the Europa League final but yeah Liverpool was, you've always come to Anfield and got spanked anyway so I mean it's just you just don't understand what happens to us over there, but yeah, even even the Europa League final, the Europa League final was like heartbreaking. It was just heartbreaking. We just thought that okay, yeah, we we could put like the barriers behind us and finally back to Champions League, but didn't happen that way. So couldn't really do anything about it. You're the hurt and dejection in your voice so much. Uh... But okay, what was your favorite moment from the past decade? Past decade? Yeah. Um, oh, that um, that three-one win against Leicester at home. Yeah. I think it was last season only. It was last season. Those those plays were just terrific. Okay. Two Aubameyang goals and like that was just terrific. Okay, and that you're was like not, one of the best moments. And your not so favorite moment or your worst moment as an Arsenal fan in the past decade? Two of them, letting Robin Van Persie and Alexis Sanchez go. Okay, I mean it's quite interesting. I mean, obviously, I only spoke to one Arsenal fan before you, and I think he said the FA Cup win, the first one, I think was his favorite moment and his worst moment. I. Forgot what it was, but um, I think Ar- Arjun also said that he pre- liked the Barcelona game which you guys won. Yeah, even the Barca game was like terrific. It was really nice that Robin Van Persie goal. 
from zero angle mad and uh, what was okay so now we're start starting a new decade so what are your expectations from not only 2020 but the decade going forward i just hope that we don't we don't fall back into those the same and we just don't fall back and make those same mistakes that we did by letting like our best players go to rival clubs or like even even if we're letting them go not being able to bring in proper signings proper replacements for those players yeah that's it and like hopefully like champions league all throughout all throughout the decade yeah i mean for now it's like like you said it's a rebuilding phase so i think the first step is to get back to the champions league as quickly as possible and then see how it can really improve and i mean a word on arteta do you think this will all happen un- under arteta or do you see maybe in the next couple of years like he started off strong and i i just hope he he continues this way hopefully everything hope, hopefully everything should be uh, should be back in place by by the end of the next two seasons i, I suppose okay like two seasons maybe me like fans will be willing to wait for the next two seasons to see whether there is any improvement or what and like hopefully he he's able to bring the club back to the place where it was before okay fair enough uh so i guess that's all the time we have for this part thanks lakshay for being a part of this podcast it was Thank you so much for having me, me. Yeah it was a pleasure having you once again I mean and getting your thoughts on Arsenal management it's not I mean you can I think write an entire book or a volume of books about Arsenal's management over the past decade but I mean it's it's certainly interesting to get your thoughts on that so thank um, you so much so thanks again for tuning in for those of you who have been staying with us all the way from part 1 and for those of you who've just tuned in for part 16 Uh, yeah i'm slowly forgetting which part we are on as i keep doing these interviews but uh yeah so don't forget to leave a like drop in a comment uh, rate us uh, let us know if you want to be part of the podcast too and uh, you can also follow us on twitter and as well as subscribe to our podcast channel uh so that's it for episode 24 part 16 i'm your host pradi once again and see you